Hello, good people. Welcome to the Small But Massive podcast. This is a short series of six podcasts capturing voices from the Spurns. My guests were Anne McAllister, Ollie McQuigan, Hugh McKenna, Paddy Gray, Lawrence O'Kean, and Damien Hearn. All well-known people in the local community. These people were involved in music, dance, filmmaking, the arts, and business. All things that Glasgowbury is doing now in the Corn Store Creative Hub. So check it out, good people. Thanks to the Department of Communities, Arts, Culture and Heritage Fund for supporting the making of this series. Hello Paddy, father, brother, husband, farmer, singer, charity fundraiser and all-round gentleman. Paddy, you're welcome into on our community podcast and thanks for taking time out to come and chat with me. You're a well-known man and your family's well-known in the parish of Balance Green in Dripperstown. So you're welcome, Paddy. Thank you, Paddy. So, Paddy, we've been doing a few... Uh, community podcasts and we've had uh, different characters in from the town and some business and different we were chatting earlier on I was saying that Ollie McGuigan and uh, an old friend of your own I'm sure you and Ollie had a few wee uh, is there any wee stories you <laughs> want to tell about uh, uh, <laughs> there, there, week before last week Yelly she was coming through money more she right. was coming to Desert Mountain nearly yeah. when she got the phone call from Rosie this man was in, in the shop looking for a wedding cake and he was someone like Pulaski or Scalacci or someone give that name. <laughs> I said, I said, you make wedding cakes. I said, he's looking for it tomorrow. Oh, he says he ordered it from you six months ago. And he says he never ordered me like that name. I demanded that name. <laughs> she had to turn and go back up. And the row was on when she went up. So I told her I shop this for and oh, all. Oh, I know what it'd be like. Oh. Pulled off the mask and here it was Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie Pulaski. <laughs> Ollie was lucky he didn't get a broken jaw. <laughs> but showing you Paddy, the character on him, Aye. he enjoyed the crack. Sure. And you've seen the funny side of it too. Aye. But Paddy, from your good self when you were growing up, when you were younger, you said to me earlier on there, what you didn't know, I had this thing that you always lived up in uh, Cahar and Corrick, but you actually, uh, you said to me earlier on, we've both got six towns blood. Uh-huh. Now, what I would say on behalf of the six towns people is uh, I am a townie and I'm, we're, we're, like, my father's buried up in six towns grave. I know. And, uh, I, I mean, there were people living up at Bully. There you go. Uh-huh. Uh, that's up in Tully Brick. Tully Brick. Uh, and I mean, so, old man, what James was to call. That's right. Grandpa. That's right. That's right. I mean him. There you go. And you remember my father, God. Oh, I mean him well. And so growing up in Six Towns. Back but I, the, wasn't, I wasn't read in the Six Towns. Right. So how did your. My, your, fa- my father's people come from the right, Six Towns. Right. Do you want to talk a wee bit about your father and tell the people out there? My father was born in America, actually. There you go. His father and mother went to America. His mother was. Nellie Flanagan, and his father was Dan Gray. If you go up the Six Towns Lane, you come to a corner and there's a wee bridge on it. That's called Dan's Bridge. Oh, the wee... Ah, just on the first Dan. Yeah, yeah. That's Dan's Bridge. The old house was on to the left, and Dan, they called me great-grandfather. He come out every evening, and he sat on that bridge and smoked the pipe. There you go. And that was why it was called Dan's Bridge. No way. It's still called Dan's there Bridge. There you go. And I'm <laughs> sure there's people in the Six Towns don't know that story. Well, maybe not, but there's plenty of people in the Six Towns still talk about Dan's Bridge. There you but go. But that was the story about it. Brilliant. And so from Six Towns, your father came, and I suppose he would have been a generational man in the Six Towns. And then when did you move to where you moved he to? He went to America. Yeah. And he got married in America. There were two, actually two families in their house. He went to America. He got married. And the wife took sick. They had three youngsters. And uh, they come home, and he bought the place where I'm living now. There you go. And I was born there. There you go. Where am I? But there was another woman went to, from her house to the Six Towns, which I'm Cleary's wife, Mary. There you go. You're, you're probably in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's a sister of mine. There you go. So how many from your family then, from that, that you were growing up uh, back then? So you know your brother Peter? Aye. And who else was in your family then? So well, Your sister, you said? My own family, the second family, was Johnny and Anna and Wonnie and Sally and me and Peter. There you go. And then the first family was, when they get them all, Joseph and Danny and Catherine and Mary and Helen and Josie. Yeah, so had you connections with your other family? Oh, I, they were all right together. All right together? Oh, why? And did anybody go back to the States, you know? No. 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 And... Uh, so, and, and that connection then, I know from um, 
yourself and, and Peter, you mentioned Wally there, what you mean, Wally McEldowney. Oh, sure. Jesus, that's their man. There you go. And, uh, and I, I kind of knew that, but I wasn't too sure. And uh, two big families is the oh, rare. Oh, uh, you're busy. <laughs> there was no television or anything, you oh. see that thing. <laughs> there was only candlelight, when that blew out, there was only one thing to do. We didn't, we didn't have the electric light until about 1980. And here there was no electric blankets there. There was hardly. Uh, there was yeah. no that crack. There were other ways of keeping warm. <laughs> there was. It was called Big Family back then. That's how you kept warm. You snuggled up. So, Paddy, growing up back then, um, obviously now there's, um, like for people out there living now, there's a lot of uh, mod cons and a oh. lot of things, right? So, if if you can remember, when you were first born, would it have been in the 50s or the late 40s? I or? was born in 41. 41. I'm 80 years of age. There you are. So you would have been just after, both four years later, the end of the World War. So you grew through. In the middle of the war. Yeah. And what was it like? I know you're very young then, but I'm sure there were stories that transcended on about people that were in the war and people that didn't come back. I had a brother, brother Joseph. There you go. was in the war. There you go. He joined the army. And uh, they were in Cookstown one day having a brother, Wally Boons. And they both. Oh, Boons from Cahar. Aye. They both unlikely got some Guinness or someone and they were recruiting in a pipe band marching up the street and they joined up. <laughs> maybe the one to join the band, not the uh, army. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and did he make it home okay, Paddy? He did. He, uh, uh, they were stationed in Malta for maybe two two years or more and he was sick listening to everything. But uh, I'll tell you good there's a wee man lived up in Cahor, Paddy McGuig and Paddy Pat. And he had a bad way of walking, his two feet was like that there. Mm. God help him. Uh-huh. I mean him right <laughs> Was he sort of bumping into himself? Ah, oh, he was tripping him. himself. Ah. <laughs> but Is he that was, saying, tripping yourself up? He was cutting, yeah. he was cutting turf up above our house. And uh, only himself. He'd put a lock on the barrel and he'd go out and he'd maybe fall three times before he'd get the barrel out and empty. <laughs> and every time he fell, he'd say, well, frig that trunnel. <laughs> <laughs> so there was one night Joseph and Boone was on guard in Malta. And the wee hut, one of them could stand in for a while, and the other boy marched. But this time, Brun was marching up and down. And when he was going past, Joseph says, well, frig that trundle. <laughs> Brun gives a big cheer of a laugh. <laughs> and they took him in and kept him in jail for three weeks <laughs> for making a noise. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you're out there to fight, and then they put you in jail, pal. But he left. Yeah. He joined the paratroops. God help us. Uh, oh. He joined the paratroops to get out. And... Uh, he was stuck prisoner at the Battle of Arnhem, if I've you tell of the Battle of Arnhem. No, no, no. And There's a couple of films about it, but he was stuck go. prisoner there anyway. And was that like a... But he got home. Was like a, you know, just for people out there, was that being like a prisoner of war camp or would it oh, be yeah, like... Oh, it was a prisoner of war camp, sure. Yeah, and was uh, the country you mentioned there, was that a way out in like the rainforest then or was it just where they... It, could, it could have been anywhere because they shifted them about. Yeah. And no, the, 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 the English had nothing or the Germans had nothing. They yeah. no idea. And they'd be marching from one camp to the other. And he was eating stalks of kale out of the field. And these young English boys were with him, they thought he was mad. Uh, they would have died with hunger. There you and are. they had the rat turnips and everything. Just to get by. <coughs> Just to keep living. That's, br- mm-hmm. that's brilliant. And so back then... But he got home. He got home. He was one of the lucky ones. He was reported missing, you see. And nobody knew where he was at or anything about him. And one night he just walked in. And how was he? How, how was it? How would it, his mind have been then, Paddy, ah, coming back from his that? His mind was everywhere. Aye. He lost a brother. Surely. Aye. Um, <coughs> there was a world war on. No war. And uh, young people made a choice, didn't they? They made oh, that aye. choice to protect, you know, whatever the ones. And, and it's good that you're talking about because all you ever hear about is the war heroes being from a certain uh, denomination, no, which surely. wasn't true at all. No, not at all. There was people uh, from all denominations were in the he war. Yes, a bit of a story wrote, Paddy, sometime, look it up, Google it, the Philadelphian. He was born in Philadelphia. There you go. And when he fell in with Yankee soldiers somewhere, they told him, you should have been along with us. But sometimes Google that and you get a good bit of a story. There you go, that's very interesting, Paddy. <coughs> Only don't print it, I didn't like it. I oh, did you not? No, well, I'm not printed, but maybe ones on here may print it and make a story about the man, you know, and we'll be going to you for information on him, telling the wee naughty bats like no electricity in houses. But Paddy, going back then, um, to your to your young days, whenever you were growing up, like obviously, you know, things like getting water and electricity, as you said there was nothing there, but no. did that create a, a more bonded family. Do you know what I mean by that? Or had you thought that because to do we be- were all reared, Paddy, there was no word of step sisters or stepmother or anything. Yeah. We were all brothers and sisters. Ah. 
and uh, we're all in the one house. You were all bloodline, the one uh, bloodline. Uh, and how did that, uh, what size is the house? Do people know that they're thinking, now I need a room in my own? There's no thatched house. There you go. <laughs> and there's there's no leather up, on, up the stairs or up in the loft. And slap up there. Plenty of blankets. Aye. Aye. And, uh, and what about water? You just got it from the well. The well. Below the house. And the, the stove was an important... It was we the heart... You know, you hear it was people, the heart. I hear people saying that the heart of the... You know, the hearth and... Aye, the, the heart, heart of the house was the heart. heart. of the house, aye. Well, we had and, the open fire for long enough. And so for you yourself, um, who loves music, you know, and I'll come to that about music and all that there, uh, but uh, was there music in your house, Pat? Not really. No. My father had no music. No yeah. one, whatever. He Aye. couldn't have whistled a dog. <laughs> Not even one of them. Trained dogs. I'd be whistling away at a dog here, maybe up the mountain party and never come to me, you know. But uh, So, when was your first wee introduction then to, uh, to the when likes of singing? come of the army. Aye. They had parties everywhere. House Aye. parties. Yeah. And that was the first time I ever heard music or singing. So, it come from the States over, from the, your brother to... To you to hear, uh, and what kind of tunes would they have been? Oh, they're Irish tunes. Aye. Don McBradley, that was McGeehan's father. He was the boy who played the accordion, that was it. There you go. Uh-huh. So, and you just chanted away and sung away. And, oh, and I and the dance around the floor. <laughs> and was there plenty of drinking going on there? What, what there kind wouldn't of, have been much drink. Because there wouldn't have been much drink about it. No, nobody had any money. Uh, and what, what way did, you know, just going back to after the war, you know, I heard Mum saying one time about like a ration book. Is that right, Pat? Oh, that's right. How did that work then for everybody, people that don't understand what a ration book was? Then? Everybody had this book and there was, I'd say, tickets inside it. And every ticket was numbered. And say you wanted a loaf. The grocer would maybe cut one ticket or cut two, whatever, mm. had to go for a loaf. And then there was what they called clothing coupons. There was another book that you had to produce when you were buying clothes. And it was the same story. Yeah, those people would have used them as money. There used to be a boy Maguire around on the thrasher, and instead of taking money for the thrashing, he would have took clothing coupons. There you go. He was the best, best dressed thrasher in South <laughs> Derry, wasn't he, Paddy? Uh, <laughs> and then we, the big family, you see, everybody had a book, which meant there was plenty of coupons about our house. You know. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I, so because you'd have been clan. Aye. Well, then you'd have been, your, your larder would have been packed full of stuff. <laughs> and, uh, but I heard one time um, that... Uh, Joe McBride that lived down, where uh, God rest him. My, my Aunt Annie used to work for him uh, years ago, God rest him. And, and uh, now we're Burns' shop as now. Uh-huh. Was he someone like a trader with flour and all that? Was oh, he aye. one of them? Oh, sure, they had a grocery shop. Aye. And then he sold feeding stuff and he sold coal. Yes. So he would have been probably a very successful man back well, then. Well, according to the humour was on him now when you were done. Was he a cross <laughs> man, Paddy? Was he? <laughs> was everybody cross back then? <laughs> well, most of them. <laughs> <laughs> Joe know you well enough you got whatever you were looking uh, uh, yeah I suppose and, and uh, I heard my father telling he was in one day and this woman come in I'll mention no names but this woman come in looking for coal no coal and my father had been in the yard and he seen the coal like a heap of coal no coal she goes, what am I going to do she says Barney's not well he's in bed with the flu you better go home and shoot him <laughs> That was Joe's answer. Yeah. <laughs> so you're one down then. <laughs> All because of a flu. Uh, uh, so when you were at primary school, Barry, what primary school did you go to? When you Brackadeser. Were? Brackadeser. And uh, what was that like then? Because I know my mum said that schools in them days were, they were tough places they to be. The teachers places. were tough, you know. Mrs Bradley was with Paddy Daniel, Margaret Lynn's mother. It's dead now. Oh, God rest aye. Her mother was a teacher. There you go. <laughs> And I know she was, she was a great teacher. Uh, if you wanted to learn, she was uh, a great teacher. Uh, but uh, but was there a lot of people in your uh, in your class back then, Paddy? Would have been thinking, "I'm just going to farm," and you know, when I leave school, or was there ones wanted educated, or was there a bit of both? There was a bit of both, probably. There was nobody. John, Pat, Dan, and Jimmy. Jimmy still living. Gordon. They went to college, I think. Ah. Uh. That would have been a big thing then, wasn't oh, it? Geez, that's a big thing, sure. Aye. It's like I was talking to Anne McAllister and she was the first official music teacher. Aye, it was a, it was for the, from the town, it was a aye. big thing, Paddy. Oh, aye. aye. And, uh, well, and I suppose for yourself then, uh, growing up, what was it like for, you know, how would you, you know, 
had fun when you were young? Was there music and sport, or did everybody, no just make, or everybody just make everybody just make potching, or what did they do, Paddy? Made their own fun. Uh, they made, not their own potching. <laughs> no, their own fun. Well, you could have got that near home. Don't, <laughs> don't be telling anybody out there. There's a big industry out oh, there. They know all about it. <laughs> <laughs> and the people went posh now. They put clothes on it and all, Paddy. It's all these tasted stuff. But uh, so. And so what was it like then? Did you just go out and about or was it... You just, well, first of all, in the summertime and the springtime, when your mum was good, you had to work. Aye. You know, when they were cutting turf or cutting Aye. corn or whatever. Aye. Like we had to get out into the field. Aye. And see, I suppose, Paddy, now you've got machinery that take on... Oh. What was a, 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 a to, to, you know, to a family, like you ah. a massive field, lots of hours of work, it just goes on now and whips it oh, out. Aye, one man, and So that there, I suppose, in a way, uh, takes away from all that old way. Yes. So do you want to talk a wee bit about that for people, uh, like, the, you know, what it was like to have to cut uh, corn and get it ready and get it? Was there was there a network of people in the community that came in and helped you? Aye. Did you help each other? Oh, I helped others, especially pulling lint to fly the flags. Yes. There would have been a crowd of men, I would have went to you and you would have come to me. They called it Morrowind. There you go. There could have been a dozen men or more. And then the big men, they had the boon, what they called the boon. <laughs> and what was the boon? That sounds the like boon a... was a crowd of men. Oh, sorry, I thought this was the guy that got all the girls, <laughs> know. you know, at the dance. <laughs> sorry. No, they were a crowd of men. Yeah. And uh, Jim McGeehan had an old lorry and he drove them round. There you go. And there'd been a wavy tomb in Ballymena. All the big farmers got the boon. Oh, so people just went, it was like a, like a load of labourers, more or less. Just oh, went. you got it. They got money. They got paid. Yeah. Right here, you went to tie corn for somebody. You didn't get paid. You got well fed, but you uh, didn't get uh, paid. And orange juice with the water. Uh, 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 how did you get on the day, son? <laughs> oh, well fed, man. <laughs> that's not much good to me. Most uh, of the places, there's plenty of grub. Aye, uh, that's brilliant. And so the likes of... Uh, you know, you were saying about flax there. Ah. That's a, that's an, an old skill that just sort of went away, oh, died, didn't it? Died died because Ireland was, you know, and especially the, you know around Ulster was oh, quite right, renowned, right, like right you know, here. yeah, and up because ah. there was a big flax mill. I don't know, it was up at uh, up north there somewhere. They were trying to get it back up, and and then you've got Upperlands. Wouldn't ah, that yeah, going. There you go, ah. and it just and there's a mill down at Scotchers Lane. That's why it's called Scotchers Lane down here. Ah, that was a mill that was down there. Didn't know that. Jim, 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 Joe Kelly, shooting <coughs> straw. James Kelly's father. No way. A mill down there. I didn't know it that. It didn't last a while. <coughs> Did it not? Well, then up at Straw, there was Barney Donnelly's and there was McKeever's. There were two mills down Milltown. That's why it's called Milltown Road. There you go. I learned something new every day. I came on this to chat to you and now I'm getting a history lesson and it's brilliant. And I'll, I'll, I'll probably quote them, Paddy, and look, see, that boy knows his history. A Paddy Glasgow boy being a townie. <coughs> but I, I pulled one. I and it was hard work, was it, Paddy? Ah, uh, well, the crack was good. Aye, aye, aye. And and turf, you mentioned turf there. Oh. Uh, was turf a thing that, because I know years ago, um, I know now it's with all the environmental, uh, all it's all machine and all different, but back then, uh, did you have your spot you always went to, or did you just go to a spot? I know because in them days, people were conscious, they would have went to a oh, bit aye. and left Everybody it. had their own bank. In your own bank, and uh, we had our own moss. Yeah, you were lucky. You owned a mountain. You ah. had no problem. You know. I wonder where I'm going to cut turf today. I don't know. Then, just that look out. When you'd leave our house and go out by the crop and done, as we talked behind no ends, but aye, there was a two or three big plots of moss along there. Aye, and I mean the first time I seen them, everybody had a bank. It was just like that there. Aye. I wondered how they knowed where their own was at. I often wondered that there. Did you put a wee sign or does it just... Well, there's nothing. <laughs> it's just generational. If you darned them and I know it, it would somebody else. That's my bit of turf there, <laughs> man. Uh, and uh, was there kind of any turf wires back then, you know, just... Or was it all... Uh, not really, uh, Yeah. No. And did, was that a sort of a skill? Was there someone that, you know, cut it? Was there, was there certain people, I mean? Oh, well, there were some people good at it and some... Aye. Like myself, wasn't that good? Who would have been the best for people to think about? Maybe the, their clan might still be here. And the uh, I would say the best was Laurie Cain out in Munanina, the best rest of Laurie, he would have been cutting turf for three months, maybe. There you go. He was good at it. Aye. That's hard work. Oh, hard work. And, uh, and the likes of, do you still do the old way? Or do you need no, it? No, we don't cut turf at all. Don't, you're barring <laughs> Not now. allowed. Ah, when when you left when primary school party, were you singing at primary school then? Was there oh, any well, who who was because because uh, spoke about a lady. Uh, I can't remember just off the top of my head about 
that taught her in the area, that done a lot of singing and a lot of playing and right. plays and stuff. And what about yourself? What was it like when you were in primary school? Were you? Oh, we would have sung just. The, the Mrs. Reagan would have come up, say at the exam, the religious exam, we had to sing to the priest. There you go. So she would have come up and taught us two or three hymns. And uh, there was me and Peter and Sally. I had a sister, Sally, she's living up in Lisbon. And we'd always to start. Uh, what? Can you remember the tune? No. no. Was it one of the big there ones? Were, there were no big ones. Aye. Uh, I would have sung some simple uh, songs or something. Uh, I know still good. So that, well, then I suppose for you. you see, we were any small school party. Aye. Uh, there never was any more than maybe 25. Wow. There's only one class. Wow. There was two classes for a while, but then Jane Bradley, you don't mind her probably, Liz McGeehan's mother, she was teaching a class, but then it got too small, so they put her into the town uh, and made one class. There you go. And and so I suppose back then it was all about how many people, young people were in the area living uh, at that time. Surely. And uh, that school's in, is it still, it's not going anymore. No, it's not going. No. It's still there. There's a boy from where? From Newton Stewart living out. There so you're go. going up that road, you see the postbox selling the gearbox. There you go, and it's the same out in uh, Molinina, the wee house, there's a schoolhouse, ah, and, uh, and Six Towns. Is Six it, Towns, uh, too. I think, and that just closed a few years back, because ah, right. uh, I think they kept it going a good while. And so, whenever, uh, say, you left uh, primary school, did you have to go to secondary school in them days? I went back? to the tech in Marathon. There you go. For two years. There you go. Didn't learn much, but I went there. Uh, what were you <laughs> supposed to learn? Apart from getting the girls. <laughs> what, and, and so the tech, the tech for you then was just another, just a wee part if you're growing Aye, up. There was, there was metalwork and woodwork. Aye. Well, I suppose you learned a bit to put oh, you learned a bit, surely. into the farming. Because you're always needing to do them wee bits. And then they just done the same as at the other school, English and Geography. Aye. That sort of thing. Uh, what about Irish language back then? Oh, uh, no one. None? There was no Irish. No, was it just because it was a band then, or was it? Well, it was more or less banned, I think. Aye, yeah. Because they say one time this parish had a, had a, had a big... Oh, Irish. it was a big Irish place. But no, they would have taught us the Hail Mary and the Father. Aye, aye. As long as you get the, the prayers, you didn't need anything else. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, uh, so for you then, growing up, uh, as, as I said to the different guests, uh, it was under me. What was it like for going out at the weekend? Like you, you said yourself, you've been a pioneer uh, all your life, isn't that right? Well, uh, up till this last ten or twelve years. Well, yeah, that's good enough. Uh, there's hope for me then. And uh, uh, but uh, <laughs> but so growing up uh, back then, what about the likes of going out uh, dances and things? Because we went to Kelly's. Yeah, and where were they? Where, where were they taking part? Like uh, we went to Cullion was the main one. Aye. Cullion Hall. Cullion Hall. Still there, isn't it? That was, yeah, yeah. That was the main place. Ah, uh, well, some spot. <laughs> ta- we're talking about that ch- year, woman, Kathleen McCluskey. She'd have been there, and I tell you, it was a lively place. <laughs> and then there was, we went to Newbridge and went to Balachi. There you go. That was the main places. And the likes of Cayley's for you, did it spark your interest in that whole... Uh, you I know, didn't want nadie. We went to Northern Night to the castle and done given. Aye. If we got away going, wouldn't there see... There was maybe one car in the parish. You know, uh, funny, Ollie said about that there uh-huh. that, that you could have played football in the street and oh, I and, uh, and like I suppose well like just talking about the street there and the town. Um, uh, you were saying like you've always been a farmer and you know the the seals yard up up uh-huh. at, at the diamond. Uh, how did the sheep seals were they always there? Or it, did it wasn't not. It was an open fair in my young days. Yeah. You just drove your cattle down and you herded them there and somebody come and bought them out. So you just drove in and somebody just liked them and there was uh, no auctioneer as such? Oh, there was no auction, no. Uh, so, and that all, I suppose it all became sort of commercial. The, the auctioneer started, Laurie Kane and Barney Rogers, he says the two, and they started just out along the road, pens were getting the wall there. There you go. There wasn't that many. And then they got into Reagan's field, and then he, Laurie kept fighting with somebody to get in the fair hill. Uh-huh. And he's in, that, that's where it is now. And, well, it's stopped now, it's like oh, a community. There's a, a place out the road. Aye, that's a good job. It's, uh, a, oh, it's probably far, far better, Paddy. Oh, far better. They wouldn't be allowed to see it. They'd be on the fair hill now. Aye, aye. 
Well, do you know, look, looking back at the old pictures and, uh, you know, the sheep, and you would see people there sometimes on Facebook put up old pictures and uh, go, that's my oh, granda. Aye. And, you know, I'm sure uh, you're in them pictures and different people that uh, really? uh, that over the years. And even to the amusement's been there, you know, that's and, right. uh, it's a big thing. Uh, <laughs> and the likes of, uh, you know, for singing then for yourself, Paddy, you know, because I know you've, you've sung in choirs and, and all the rest, uh would you have been singing at the likes of them Kayleys yourself, or is that where you learned to get aye, involved? Or? Aye, you'd be called out for a song. Aye. And you would have sung a song. Aye. And if you were in Cullion Hall, it had to be a rebel song. Aye. Uh, they, did they like the, the walls oh, being battered? Oh, aye. Had to be Was the feet tapping? Had to be dark green. Aye. <laughs> Says you, I don't know any of them for the people listening out here. <laughs> oh, no one there. <laughs> there was a lady come up to Paddy and she had all the words and hummed the, hum the air into his ear and he sung it. <laughs> oh, brilliant. And, uh, but so I suppose that was the way. That was, that was the time. That was and, the time. And, you know, and going, coming in there to that time too, like uh, with uh, your own family, oh. uh, you have a, uh, like a, a, a large enough family too of, uh, I think it's 10, 12. Uh, 12, there you go. And uh, so the likes of growing up then, you've got your own generation growing up and then you've got your own family. Did things change having to live up in the mountain at that stage or was it the same formula? Oh, it was always going to be... It was always the same. You know, because like, I want people to know out there, it is tough, you know what I mean? It's not, you know, I got walking up your, your land, as you know, with oh, my dog and yeah. it's so queer. It can, you can leave D-Town and it's all sleeveless T-shirts <laughs> and everybody's loving life party. And then you go up to your end and it's like Armageddon and it could be like a hailstone and you're going, oh my God. <laughs> but if you go up to the top of that, you nail up the brae. And look right in front of you. There's three, four houses across there. I got my tea in every one of them houses. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now they're all ruins. Oh wow, uh -huh. that's mad. And what about the old houses? Are there any old myths or stories? Or Elise was talking to me one time about ghost stories in some house uh -huh. and saying, "Dad'll know about ghost that's stories." That's the one along. The, if you go on, say you go back your nail and turn right, heading over behind, but there's old walls along the road there. Uh, is that the one with the weed trees? Oh, along it's the right hand side. Oh, the trees on the left hand side. Aye. This, this was a big house. I mean, the old pair that owned it. It, it was, belonged to McKeever's of Straw. Barney McKeever's. Mickey McKeever's father. Yes. Belonged to them. That was where they were born. And the soil, and this old Yankee Clary, they called him. He was Clary. He came home to America. The brother lived beside us. They stayed with him a while and they bought the place in the mountain and built this grand house. And I would say it was the first house in Balmer's Green that had a bathroom. Wow. He had a bathroom. And he had a wee force pump out in the well on the street. He pumped the water up. <laughs> and then he carried some kettles of boiling water. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a boy who wore wellies in the bath. He sounds a bit eccentric. <laughs> but uh, he had to get married then. Needed a woman. And the man was 75 or 76 years of age. So uh, he went around looking at all these women, you see. Was he cause you a bit of cash? Or, oh, I, and, and he, he had his pack of the parish, had he, Paddy? He had. <laughs> even around to look at them and see what they looked like. And uh, some of them didn't please him now. But they eventually married one from Brochiaric Rose. And Rose was maybe about 25. <laughs> she was rough. Today they call that the sugar daddy, you know what I mean? Oh, was she rough? She wasn't the prettiest, you said. No. I'll, uh, but what happened then with her, him, and, him and Rose then? Well, uh, they weren't very long married when they had, Rose had to go into the hospital with appendix. And she got the appendix out and come home. I don't know what way they travelled, like they had an old taxi or something. But uh, she said she was going up the stairs to rest a while. So she went up the stairs and Clary went up after her. Clearly threw her down the stairs. No way. He thought she was in the hospital having a youngster and left it behind her. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so is, is there a little spook about it now to this day? Ah, well, I, have, I don't think I've ever seen it. The first one that's seen it was James Doyle and Brian, I think. They oh. were coming walking home from the pictures. And that's the Doyles of, of up for I you, love. the windy gap. Aye. They were up at the top of that, you know, they were on sight of these McKeevers. And there was a hayshed in the garden at the time. <coughs> there was nobody in the house. Our boy was dead. But this light appeared at the hayshed. And it more or less walked around the hayshed. And then it went away up the mountain a bit. And come back in by the house. And there was a bit of snow, maybe a couple of inches of snow. And Brian Doyle said he went over the next morning. And there wasn't a track. Wow. The snow. 
Wow. And different ones have seen that light since. And 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 suppose is that that's just the spirit of that lady? I don't know who it is. Aye. And she is, no, she was she wasn't dead at the time. She's not that way long dead. Jeez. But then we have a light comes on our road. Car lights. Yeah. Hers goes in style. Aye, aye, yours yours is the real deal. <coughs> and the uh, first time we've seen it we're going out we're going out in our own lane and we've seen the lights coming on the road I said, I'll drive like hell to see who it is, because if it went up in the Achenail house, if we wouldn't see it, and it was going on by our house, well, we'd meet it. Aye. So we went out in no car. Wow. So we're telling the the next morning, Ernst is all to one the time. And Danny says, I've seen them lights many a time. So half an hour, we've seen the lights. And they meant nothing, Paddy, you know. Aye. There was nobody died or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. There was no myths or legends from the past. No. Of, you see this, something's going to happen. But, uh, I mean, uh, Noreen was up in the house one night and she went home. And she wasn't talking to the phone wrong with her and not a breath in it. Uh. She says, I met them lights tonight, or I seen them lights tonight. And she was well scared. There you go. <laughs> it could be, you know, it could be aliens. There was a, <laughs> there was a woman, there was a woman died above their house. Uh, Paddy Throne's wife. There you go. Died shortly after. There you go. And uh, I don't know whether you know it or not, Anne McChrystal, she was Morphe from out and got the hook. She died a few years ago, she was anorexic. She died young. There you go. And the morning she died, the car lights, I was down in the room, looking out the one day and the car lights come on their street. They didn't come that I could see them, but I could see them shining on the wall. Wow. But you're not scared of them. It's no, not a thing not to be scared of. You yeah. never would think you'd get of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, that's important, isn't it? Oh, that's more a comforting thing. In the morning, our Anna died. I'd married Charlie Andy, I come home. There was a wee girl in our house. I had to live at school. <coughs> I come home to get her ready. And I was out in the kitchen. And I heard the yelling out in the room. And I thought it was the way in that someone had happened her. Mm. I run down the way and was still sleeping. But when I went back out to Charlie Andy's Anna was dead. Oh. Them things, Paddy. Aye, aye, The time aye, my father yeah. died, my father was married twice. And he never, that ever I mind, mentioned the first wife. She was Marie McGuigan. She was Pat Max and Dramar. There you are. Ah, oh, just Dramar. But the night he died, <laughs> me and Sally were sitting in the room with him. And he was mumbling about you know to himself. And he said, Marie, that was the only time. And just as he said that, the room filled with the nicest blue light ever you seen, just like a flash. You know? There you go. <laughs> so there's mystical moments in life, and oh, people should appreciate them and not freak out. Oh, not aye, at all. Aye. Then, then that would have cost me a thing. No, that's nearly like a, a, a spiritual aye, intervention. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but it made you. It, it felt comfortable. Oh, I heard more stories like that. But that, that's brilliant. Like I you know, <laughs> and then and I suppose that's telling the story, Paddy, for people not to freak out about. The spirit world, that Surely. things may happen, and it's not—it's not all dark. It's not what people think, and it was a comfortable thing. Ah. And all, there's not one of your family who said they're freaked out about, it, which is pretty cool. I mean, Jim Cleary, I hope he's happy telling. He was hired down in Toners and Bracket, is it? Where Barney Rogers lived till he died, and uh, the little woman was dying, or the little man. Some of them was dying anyway, and he went out sometime. There were three had died before, three brothers or sisters, whatever. He went out sometime before it for a while, coming the boy Mickey Camel and the married was sitting on. And these three wee lights was in the garden, in front of the house. And it didn't he knew what it was and it didn't cost him a thought. He went back in and he told Camel. Camel went out and he seen three lights too. And they kept going in and out all night till about four o'clock in the morning, Jim went out. And he was standing watching the lights and the three lights went out. Wow. And done the person was dead. Wow. <laughs> like a trinity. <laughs> Like divine uh, intervention. Maybe you're a, a complete, you're a walking saint, Paddy. You may just, everybody, see, people, you haven't got enough faith, you'll not see the light. Yeah. I, went to, I went to Bishop Laggins' funeral, and uh, Father Paddy Baker had come to Lourdes with us one year, and yes. we had some crack with him. Yeah. Yeah. You've went to Lourdes a few times, haven't you, Paddy? I was in Lourdes 20 times. Maybe. Uh, but but you, then, you helped people as well, you assisted them. I, 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 I know that. Yeah, money to take them. Yeah. But, uh, Father Paddy appeared at the day in chapel anyway, but he didn't go in. He was standing at the gate and I went over to shake hands with him. And he looked at me and went, God, he says, Paddy Gray, he says, I thought you were in heaven by now. So I thought I was, I says, I thought you were in jail. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> well, for, for reasons unexplained, <laughs> this is not a law court. Oh, uh, we, we, we don't. Oh, brilliant, Paddy. Now, just on that there, um, 
for people out there, you know, you're, you're, as I said earlier on, you're a father and a very nice man and, and a grandfather and all the rest, but you're also a great charity fundraising uh, individual. And over the years, you've raised oh, tens of thousands of pounds. Oh, uh, well, not a good but tens of thousands of pounds, maybe yeah. hundreds. And uh, I remember the last uh, one you were doing, Paddy, was uh, roasting the hog. It was. Uh, oh, uh, I've done that a few years. Yeah, and uh, at the. Uh, Paddy's barbecue. Aye. You know, and uh, so it, it must be the name Paddy. We just like putting things on and <laughs> making a noise. <laughs> and uh, but um, can you tell the people uh, over the years about your interest in that there? And, and could listening to you, you're a very uh, spiritual man, and you like uh, you like you like you like the prayers. I can tell. And uh, I'll be asking you for some after. Uh, my mass is a lot for me. And she's she's on that higher level like Aye. yourself. But uh, so what was that kind of and and. Uh, you know, back then for you, uh, raising the money, was it yourself or was it something just says, look, we can do this, let's let's have a go? Because you've done, different done something. I'd done uh, the barbecue. And yeah. That, and I would lift it, I think the best ever we lifted was over £3,000. Brilliant. Well, what we done, Paddy, we took people to Lourdes that couldn't go, that uh, hadn't the money to go. Brilliant. We were sick. Brilliant. And we took, we paid for them. Brilliant. That's, I mean, that. And a whole lot of people didn't believe that. They That's thought it. I was having a big time somewhere. Oh, uh, just like me in the hall. I know that. Same thing. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> aye. But uh, no, and 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 you know what? It's a, it's an amazing thing because it's a trip of a lifetime for some people, Paddy. Oh, aye. And it's also a place where uh, individuals can find solace and sometimes miraculous cures. And oh, sometimes right. it's just about being there, getting close to the spirit, sure. and and whatever oh, you aye. have, you have. And uh, over the years, I know my mother went one year. I know uh, and. Uh, she just loved it, uh, you know, having people from the parish that if you couldn't, you know, couldn't cover the distance they were there to put you in a chair and, and wheel you, Paddy, or there to take you wherever you needed to go. And We took uh, them and right. We paid for them yeah, helpers. Yeah, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. And I, I think the parish should know that there because sometimes people parish, think... Paddy, parish wasn't interested. There you See go. See that barbecue? Our shade would have been packed. There wouldn't have been paying from Balna Screen. There you go. There you go. Oh. That's interesting, that there. And uh, well, we ran a festival and sold many tickets, and uh, I think that stat <laughs> weighs out all over the place. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, we're one of them. I had people from County Offaly, I had people from uh, County Kildare. Well, amazing. <laughs> um, earlier on, we were just talking about Offaly, uh, uh, listening to Barna. I was, we were chatting earlier <laughs> on, and uh, uh, the curtain capital of the world, uh, uh-huh. the matchmaking capital of the world. But you were a man that went down south, uh, you were saying, Paddy, uh, a lot. All about the music, as you say. Ah, the, the music, surely. The music in the bars and the ah. crack. And uh, with well, the whole family I went, or just... Y- y- no, me and the wife ah. were bass racer and mm-hmm. maybe two or three young ones were. Ah. And then some of ours would maybe book the house. That The, the last time, a couple of times we were in Liston Varna, Claire had booked a bungalow outside the town. Brilliant. We went down there. And you enjoyed it down there? Oh, I was down recently myself. Great country to drive around, buddy. Lovely. And, and we went to Kong one day, and I could show you, <laughs> show you the calendars. Went to Kong where they made the quiet man. And John Wayne. Yeah. yeah. You went to the wee house and all. The wee house. We're running the wee Deadly. house. And the, the woman in the house dressed us all up. My wife was Maureen O'Hara. Oh. She had the shawl and the hat. Oh, and class, on. class. I was a priest. Oh, <laughs> that, there you go again, lad. You were in the wrong tree. Martin Devlin, our players man, he was John Wayne. Oh, brilliant. And what two or three of the young ones was. And you got the picture and all? Oh, that's uh, uh, our got the, the pictures all and made a calendar. Brilliant. Brilliant. And uh, <laughs> but do you see, they're all, I suppose, uh, what people know out there as family. Ah, Special memories, Paddy, and family was important to you all, oh, all them years, and uh, it is now because you're sort of I'm not saying you're surrounded by your family, but there's a few near enough. Fam- <laughs> aye, near enough. It's like an army, you know. <laughs> you're not going to be invaded down there, you no. know. And you show them lights out, spotlights to make sure tidies <laughs> don't get in. Pull <laughs> the house down beside you. Uh, but see the likes of then um, for yourself, I suppose, Paddy, and. Uh, like we mentioned, like Anne McAllister earlier on, and you've been in choirs over oh, the years, and your daughter's in the choir and straw. Uh-huh. And uh, I mean, is that something uh, you enjoyed doing over the years? Oh, I just great. Uh, was it was it the community music. thing, or was it just? It was more or less a community uh-huh. thing, but a great music teacher. Aye, Bridget. Aye. Aye, Brid- but Margaret God rest her, but uh, Margaret hadn't the nerve. <laughs> Aye. Aye, Bridget is a seasoned performer. Oh, and uh, Brendan, I hope the man's all right. 
he would have been trying to change a hum or someone. Yeah. But Bridget would have said, you shut your mouth, Brett Debrin. That was sister and brother having a wee strife. Uh, but Margaret couldn't have done that. Aye, aye, I know, aye. <laughs> well, your choir's going still to this day, and, and well, straw, and, uh, you know. We're not going to the minute, I don't know when it'll be back. Aye, again. well, I, I suppose that's something that, uh, for singers, and uh, for older people, and uh, for getting together. That the, was great, we had a practice every Thursday night. Brilliant. And you miss that more than you miss Sunday morning. And it's all about the chat too, Paddy. The chat too. Ah, and getting out, you know. And I think it's important that that people know that, I suppose, for you, it was an outlet. As you said, your your wife, God rest her, passed And there's no big stars. Everybody was the same. Everybody's the same. Ah, There's no superstars. There's nobody coming in and showing the belly. No, no. Bridget was soon to tuck the feet from (laughs) me. No, but Paddy, it's a a rural thing. (laughs) You can't be a star in your own town. You know, and uh, it's something that's just out there. And likes of, you know, for yourself, there you were saying earlier on, you don't do as much farming now and I, I went to school you know to Collins a lot of farmers from all ah. the different uh, uh, townlands and Mullinina really? and Six Towns and uh, some of them would have went on to farming but a lot of them didn't take it up Paddy was, was, there, was it a better trade to be in years ago than it is now you know what I mean for individuals for, no I would say years ago it was worse it was worse one man could have maybe made a living yeah. But like every house, there was four or five men about it. Aye, uh, uh, There wasn't a living for them all. All yeah. had to go and do something else. Yeah. Or emigrate, whatever. Yeah, and did one then take the mantle off the farm? One with, usually took the farm. Yeah, yeah, because I think back then, um, there was, uh, I suppose, a case of having to leave here rather than want oh, to aye, leave oh, here, Paddy. Do you know what I mean? Having to leave, you uh, Yeah, you know, like, um, I mean, you knew plenty of people you grew up who went to maybe Birmingham, Manchester, Australia, aye, America, aye. you know, and uh, not that they wanted to, like young people well, now. They had, it, they had, they had to. And, uh, so, and I'm sure you noticed a lot of that in different families. That actually type of movement of, of things like that can actually wipe out a family in an area, you know, and, sure. and as you said, it, it has happened where you live, there's different aye. families gone. Oh, uh, so did anybody that, uh, you know, when you were growing up, that you knew that just sort of shifted and never came back. You know, you go to school. I know it went to school with some people that never came back. They went to Australia and just that's where their home is and that's where their clan is. No, but I know my father's people. He had five brothers. And there was one of them would have come on a holiday, Mackey. He was raised in the six towns in Flanagan's. <laughs> mm. And it was to get some of the one away from the table. That was why. Aye. Know, uh, and then it was a it was a victory when Wang was pumped out. Oh, uh, <laughs> get out of there! And Uncle Johnny, he went to America when he was about nineteen or twenty, and he didn't come home for forty-four years. Wow! But then he retired and came home. There you go. Uh-huh. And uh, he's buried up a straw. There you go. And uh, I, I suppose it's hard enough for you not know seeing your brother that long time. That's a long. I know. It's a lifetime, Pat, isn't it? He went to America. There was already four brothers: Dan and Paddy and Wally. And Mickey. They were working in a place called the Atlantic Oil Works. And Mickey had sent Johnny the ticket. He told me himself, he says he down to send me the prize if it was all drunkard. <laughs> he landed anyway. The day that Michael Collins was shot was the day he left America or left here. There you go. And he, he was in the Larry. And he had nothing on him, only the trench coat belonging to the Irish volunteers, big heavy coat. There you go. And that I'm sure his name's lusted. Well, probably. Aye. <laughs> He'd have come and look at you, Paddy, an ancestor. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he uh, arrived anyway in New York, and Mackie was there, the brother was there to meet him. And he told me, he said, you'd better get that coat off. People would think someone wrong me. The temperature was 100 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I can't take it off because I have nothing on them. <laughs> <laughs> Mackie yeah. went round with a hat and he collected $18 and bought him a suit. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> and the rest is history, And then he went to the, the job for him too in this place, you see, along with other boys. And the foreman was going round in the morning and he come to Johnny and he says, uh, Who are you? Johnny Gray. Are you any to these other boys? I'm a brother. When is your father coming over? <laughs> <laughs> so, Paddy, when you're looking looking at you know at at hull farming now uh-huh. and how things have changed with alternative energies, Aye. the likes of um, you've got um, the wind turbines and uh, you have got the likes of the complete opposite of that up at Greencastle, where you've got the gold and, and all that, uh, and I know there's turbines on up your end, I think, and aye. up in your. How do you feel? Like I know that um, to me, there's um, alternative energies needed. It's coming. 
That's uh, where we're at. No, like when you first grew up, Paddy, it was all about burning coal and all that. And you know where we're at now. It's all different. All and, different uh, altogether. Because there's one grid when we need to get new stuff to it, and we uh, need to keep it going. And, sure and that's where we're at. And uh, so, what's your feelings on? Uh, I suppose to me, uh, if I was in a situation that we're on farmland where there's loads of wind, I would be thinking, well, look, I've got four sheep out in that, and I've got. Uh, I can do this. I can set a legacy for my kids and my children and my mm-hmm. land and the place I live. Uh-huh. Uh, so what's your thinking in that there now as a man that's in the twilight years? It, uh, does do more far- What I'm asking is, do more farmers have to think about it and not be kind of, oh, this is the way it was and my ancestors has to stay like that? No, that's all done away with that. Yeah. Do you yeah, want to explain about that there then to people? That uh, mountain of ours, there's five, six turbines. Yeah. I won. Yep. That's what that is. Aye, yep. But there's people wouldn't go for that. Yeah. People think they're the worst looking thing you've ever seen. No. We never see them. Uh, never. I don't pass any remarks on. No, and, but Paddy, it's, as you say, it's it's you getting a reward back on the hard work you've done in that home. Aye. Do you know what I mean sure. by that? You know, like you've slugged away and you've like tried your some best. Some of our boys maybe didn't like it at the start, and I tell them, say, that mountain's up there, it never made me a pound. Aye. Aye. Which was right. Aye. Well, as I remember one time when I was younger, there was a program on TV and you were on it and you says, uh, um, uh, certain people get the good land and all we That's got right. was the view. Am I right? Well, not quite who that are, people are. But can I say this back to you now, friend? Well, those with the view now, they're doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> the Catholics got the view. Yeah, keep your flat land. <laughs> we don't want it. It's no good. Uh, and, uh, but, and so... As you say there, as a, a man that has worked, worked the land so many years, um, I know that the likes of cutting it up like it's happened in Greencastle, you're a, a generation that doesn't want that. You don't want the land cut up. No, no. No, I know that. And I just no. want to make that point to people, ah. that you're not on for that ripping up the no, land. No, like them turbines, you can graze your heap around them. I, I look at it and uh, um, I, I do go up all the time and uh, to me sometimes you look at them and they're like a big art installation and, ah. and, and look they're there for their time sure. and then you obviously your kin decide after that what that is but for now we need new energies, we need new ways of getting it in and right. at the end of the day there's one thing we have, friend, and that's plenty of wind. Plenty of wind. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> from, from up there and, there and and our own sort of wind turbines that we have, naturally. And most of the time, we're plenty of water. <laughs> plenty of water. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, and then, what about the likes of, uh, you know, what's the whole thing about water now? Do you still run off spring water, Paddy, or does the mains go to you now, or what way does no, it work? No, I have my own spring well. Yeah. Up the mountain. Brilliant. The mains is beside me, but I never got connected. Yeah. Never wanted it. Aye. But you there if I needed. But you have pure water. I have pure water. Aye. And for like for people, because I know over the years um, there was a few wells up your way that people used oh, to get aye, water everybody. and take to the Marafelt Hospital. It was aye. Maggie Mackay? Is that right? That's right. Isn't that right, Paddy? Aye. aye. There was a wee you went down and. Oh, she had a great well. Isn't that right? Aye. And uh, so because uh, I remember people, uh, I can't even remember what's aunt or whatever. Uh, God rest of my dad now, but uh, remember uh, me and I said when you go up that Maggie. I didn't know who this Maggie Mackay. Just keep going up Cahor. <laughs> and me and my brother went up, and then you go up a wee lane, aye. and then there was a wee house. That's right. Uh, like I don't know, it was a red br- roof or something. <laughs> I can't remember. And then the water was just absolutely oh, oh party like and why you would you know that water's pure you know what i mean and, I and uh, you could bottle it oh, you, know, no, you, know, you know pgs what uh spring well spring oh, water uh, we shouldn't be telling them <laughs> the water boys out there to close you down uh, there's not really a well in paddy's house we're just talking what we would want at paddy's <laughs> house you know but and and would other people come up to you like yourself for some water oh why Ah, oh, there you are. No, I'll be up getting water all the time. I know where to go. I'm not by water. I thank you, Paddy. I'm not by water again. I might actually extract it. <laughs> I'll be one of them bad boys like extracting your water. But uh, and Paddy, it's great to know your views and that there because I think it's good to put that across. And I think oh, it's good aye. because you are a man, and I know that loves where you live and love the mountain and yeah. love everything about it. You know, and it's a hard station up there. And I know. We should just mention Elish because remember Elish, we were all we were on a there was a radio uh, there was a radio show one time and uh, uh, John Toll Radio Ulster and. your lady McIntyre, Paula McIntyre, who was cooking some food and was up at Elish's house. You were there, Paddy. I was there, and uh, uh, John was there, and. at the time, uh, just so people out there know about where Paddy and his, his kin live, Elish 
at the time of the snow, um, there was no way of getting water. Oh. Uh, there was just, uh, that was it. And she was far away from your good self. Oh, and uh, she ended up having to do uh, probably something that looked extraordinary to everybody out there, filling a saucepan full of snow oh, and then boiling it. Oh, but right. that's maybe something that was nothing new to you. No. Now listening to this <laughs> podcast, it probably was regular stuff. And I was going, oh my God, you know. And uh, remember, she was going to hit me with the pan. But I just want to say on behalf of Ellie, uh, it was a brilliant day. And uh, and you sung a wee song that day yourself. And uh, there was good, and there was a bit of food. And uh, But I didn't know one thing. If anybody out there, if you, like Paddy had a big family, and they cooked the food, and uh, what happens to big families is, uh, when you have a, a, a bowl of food, uh, if you turn away, it's gone. That's right. Isn't that right, Paddy? <laughs> and, and, there, and some people would say, how dare they take my food, that's bad manners. But that's just natural, isn't it? So the lady said to me, well, what, John Doe, what do you think of the food? I says, uh, it was... Uh, uh, really lovely, John, but uh, I didn't get any. <laughs> I had a full plate party, and then uh, I must try that party. Uh, Everybody done their thing. But that was a brilliant day. I thought I'd just mention Ellis because she was meant to come on with you, and uh, she wasn't able to. Uh, no. uh, and uh, well, what about the likes of wildlife up around your end? Is there any, There's you know. Not as much as used to be, either. Aye. Uh, used to be hundreds of grouse right now. No way. Long no day. way, Paddy. More surely. And uh, the likes of, uh, I suppose. Um, and hares, there's a few hares, yet not as many as used to be. Somebody was talking about that the other day, about hares in the countryside. Did you see I'll any? Hardly any. And why would you think that is? Or is it pollutants, or what is it, Pat? I don't know what happened. Or is it just a case of the time has come? Because there were no rabbits. You know, the, the owl rabbit will kill the young hares. There you go. But there's no rabbits about our road. Never was, because... It was too hard to dig. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> rabbits couldn't and survive. A poem, a poem of Jody Barnes, which was round by Stony Creek. <laughs> <laughs> Even rabbits couldn't survive. Rabbits you're couldn't in. survive. <laughs> but there were plenty of hares, but there's no uh, hardly now. That's interesting. And uh, uh, the likes of, uh, what about the likes of other uh, wildlife? Would have been, uh, did you notice any other birds in the past that have come and At gone? At the minute, this last two or three years, they've come buzzards. Ah, there there's you go. one of them in my own day. Ah, and, and swallows, you'd no, have them returning. There's not as many swallows this year. There you go. As usual. That's good. Because there'd always been three or four nests in our shades, but I think there's only one a year. Do you not think it's remarkable how they can come breed in South oh, Africa uh, and make their way back and to Cork? way back. Uh, and no. The fish are the same. Wow. Fish, uh, fish will go to wherever they were bred. That's mad. Right. You know, there'll be, there'll be some fresh in Italy, some salmon going, I gotta back to Coric! I gotta get back to Coric! <laughs> well, well Paddy, do you want to try a wee verse? And if, you, if, if it doesn't work, <coughs> and get yourself a wee drink of water. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And if you want to stop, you stop. And you don't have to do a full song. It's just a wee note for you. Just I'm going to try them out or whatever. Good man. Now, this song was made by a man from the Six Towns. <laughs> there you go. Jared Conway. Jared Tammy. There we go. And it was brilliant. I heard this song one night. We were in a pub in West Cork. And oh, there was a sing-song going on all night. But this boy got up and he sung the me over river. And I think it was in Skibbereen. There you go. And whenever he was finished, I went up. It's like, where did you ever get the words of that song? He was a Cork man. You'd known once he spoke. Uh. He says, there was a hurling team from that country down here about a month ago. And they sung that song every night. And it was the screen. There you go, Paddy. <laughs> That's you go. a small world. That's a small you? world. It is a small world. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, we'll try it. Good man. On the great Myola River, where anglers sport and play, along your banks, young lovers, still pass the time away. Let the anglers have their pleasure And lovers have their dream But give to me that river Where it's just a little stream Flow on silvery water Flow on through manus green for a little while I'm strolling Where my old is just a stream Good man, Paddy. That was brilliant. And what a way to finish off the podcast by a classic song written from our own Shores of Balmer screen, <laughs> sung by a legendary man himself, Mr. Paddy Gray. Paddy, you've been a pleasure. 
safe journey home to that very hot place called Corrick. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you very much. Good man, Paddy. Thank you. <laughs>